I'm Emily Hirsch, and this is the Hirsch Marketing Underground Podcast. Attention innovators, influencers, creators, and game-changing entrepreneurs, your internet domination begins right here. We are the powerhouse marketers that you've been looking for. You're already making waves in your industry, and we're here to help amplify those waves of change by creating a connection that cuts through the noise. We take everything you've built inside your zone of genius and find its audience. With killer strategy and laser eye for impact, we launch multi-million dollar campaigns and skyrocket your reach online. And now we are doing the unheard of. We're unveiling everything we've learned, taking you behind the scenes with the Hirsch Marketing Team and giving away the secrets to our clients' success. Stay tuned for top converting strategy, ROI reports, and insider knowledge that you won't find anywhere else. You're changing the world and we're the team to help. Hello, my friends. How are you all doing? What a busy week this one will be for most with the holidays. Um, I hope you guys are taking some time to slow down and enjoy your families if you celebrate. Um, But also if you don't, the world slows down or a lot of the world does. So make sure, you know, you take time too. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm I'm taking almost a week off my my whole family is coming from California to see us in Texas so we are going to have a very full house and it's the first year I actually haven't been at my mom's house for Christmas and she's coming here the day after Christmas my dad's coming before Christmas and leaving the day after and then I have three brothers who are coming and it's the first year that we're doing something different um partly because of COVID but also partly just I have three kids now and it's not easy to drag all of them to somewhere for Christmas because then you have to bring all the presents and all the things and it's just a lot of work. So I'm excited this year to stay here and have everybody come to us. So I thought it would be fun to do throughout now and the rest of the year a couple of podcast episodes that I'll theme like a specific webinar or not webinar, a specific funnel or strategy and talk about the best practices for that specific strategy, especially tying it into like 2020 and what we saw work and not work. So today I'm going to do webinar best practices. And then between now and I guess through like next week, because then it's going to be the end of the year, um, I'll maybe do a few more of these. And maybe if I feel like it going into January, it depends on how much um, different strategies I want to cover. But I thought it would be fun to kind of recap that. So I'm starting with webinars because I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast, that is the funnel strategy that you use and you um, execute. So I wanted to start um, with that and kind of go over like the best practices right now and this year for having a converting webinar funnel. So the first one is that your messaging and offer, which you're going to be surprised that I'm going to say this, not really, because if you go, if you've listened to my podcast, you know, this is a massive theme, but your messaging and your offer has to stand out. And when I say offer, I don't even actually mean your paid offer yet. I'm just talking about getting people on that webinar. The hook to getting somebody on that webinar and what that promises of a, if I sign up and if I show up to this training, what will I accomplish from that? That messaging has to be better than anybody else out there. And oftentimes this is this place where people are missing and it's why they're not seeing results. Because at the end of the day, you could target the perfect group. You could even have good ad creative and maybe good copy but if what you have like your promise and your hook and your webinar title and the the promise of of what somebody's going to get by signing up for that webinar if it's not there it doesn't matter about all those other things it will not convert 
So the first thing, and this is, you know, not even relevant to just 2020, but I would argue that this year, this has become even more important because as the online space gets more saturated with more webinars and masterclasses and trainings and sign up for my content call to actions, you need to stand out. And so it's not enough anymore to just have a basic webinar title or even like the three secrets to da-da-da, you know, Russell's template. It's not enough anymore. It needs to take it to the next level. I'll tell you every single time we do a webinar in my company, I have a meeting with our creative director, my marketing team, and myself, and we talk for at least 30 minutes about the messaging of that webinar. On the outside, Not that's not even the presentation yet, but I'm just talking about getting people signed up. We do that every single time that we need to create a new title, that we need to create new messaging because it's so, so critical. And if you listen to my last episode, I talked about doing a hybrid strategy that includes automated and live webinars. So if you want to go back and listen to that, I'll explain that in more depth. But regardless, I would say that your messaging, meaning like your title and the promise of your webinar, and if you have like, you know, three things you're teaching or bullets or promises, needs to probably be refreshed about once per quarter. That's what we're seeing. And so when I do webinars, I will frequently change the title because it just gets stale and people see it. And if they haven't signed up for it, they're like, ah, it's the same training. And a lot of times too, you're going to have people sign up for things and not come. And so if you just put out the same title training, they may not come. But if you are able to update the messaging, you might get people to sign up for that. So every time you do a webinar, I'd highly suggest you pay very close attention to the comments in the webinar, where people are confused, what attracted them, what they're saying, because that's gold for then going to create your messaging. Same thing with like your Facebook ad comments. If you're seeing people respond to what you're putting out there in your engagement, pay attention to that and then use that in what else you do. I have created many webinars and content where I have copy and pasted words out of somebody's mouth that they said or that they put in a chat because it's exact. you know, that's how I'm going to connect with them the most. So really focus in on that messaging because you have to stand out. The other point for best practices that I think is worth testing for a lot of audiences is playing with a shorter length webinar. It's very hard to get somebody to give you an hour of their time these days and especially give you an hour of their time without other distractions so they're actually paying attention to you. So my webinars are typically about 60 minutes. However, I do have and also recommend to some clients, especially if you're selling high ticket, it wouldn't be for everybody. But if, if you think this would be for your audience, it's worth testing. And that is a micro webinar. I did a whole podcast on the strategy earlier this year, but it's basically a 30 minute webinar. So it's exactly what it sounds like. Micro webinar, it's shorter, less content, shorter pitch. It's good for high ticket because then they go to like an application or a call. And that's another form of nurturing. It probably wouldn't work as well if you're trying to sell something for you know $1,500, $2,000, even $997, like 30 minutes might not be enough time to really convince somebody that they can buy from you in that amount of time. But if you're going to something lower priced or a membership or an application, that might be enough time for you to get across the content and make your pitch. So if you're feeling like you're trying to make your webinar an hour because you think it should be that long, I would rethink that. I would think about your audience. How long do you think you'll realistically have their time, you know, their their attention and commitment to you? And then what do you need to change? And so playing with a shorter webinar might be a good option for some of you guys um, and, and playing with that micro webinar, but definitely keeping your webinars to about 60 minutes. I wouldn't go over that. 
Like it used to be the fine to do a 90 minute webinar with Q&A and I just really wouldn't. I would, I, I try to keep my content to about 30 to 40 minutes, 10 to 15 minute pitch and then some Q&A, um, which sometimes lands me over an hour with Q&A, but I definitely don't go over with content or even close to an hour with content because it's just too much. Um, all right, the next best practice that I have for you guys is creating engagement throughout your webinar. So this is something that actually Andra on my team helped me with when she worked on our webinars this year. And I want you guys to look at, just like how I talk about customer journeys and funnels should be looked at as an experience for your customer. How are you taking somebody who does not know who you are and turning them into a paying customer and creating that experience for them? How are you doing that? So you also wanna create an experience in your webinar itself. So creating that engagement means maybe you have a workbook that you're referencing so that they have to pay attention to that workbook and your content and you're creating that experience for them and that creates more engagement. I also love, love, and highly recommend asking questions throughout the webinar. Put this in the chat. Tell me yes or no. You know, rate yourself a red, green, yellow. We've done that on on webinars. Whatever you can do to get them to engage is going to impact massively your success and conversion on that webinar. You want people in the chat, engaged, listening to what you're saying. And if they're just listening, sitting there listening to you talk and talk and talk, they're going to zone out. Just like you do. Imagine if you're, you know, watching something that's that's boring, you're going to zone out. And so you've got to have engagement. Now you can do this both automated and live. There's a lot of automated webinar platforms that allow you to have like a poll that pops up or different like things around the chat. So even if you have an automated webinar, there's a way for you to create it so it's still engaging. And then live, you can definitely create the engagement and sometimes that actually creates live webinars converting better because they have that higher level of engagement. But throughout the webinar, you wanna constantly be asking questions, getting people to focus on how this is relevant and your content is relevant to them, their lives and their business, and then ideally get them responding in the chat. So there's many times throughout my live webinars especially that I pause and I'm like, all right, let me see what I'm seeing in the chat. Okay. And I call out names. People love it. So create an experience with your webinar because that is so critical. Um, Another best practice is if you're doing a live webinar, this one might sound like a no brainer, but a lot of people forget this piece. Make sure you invite your entire warm audience all of your web traffic, the email list that you've maybe been building up or that you have, your video engagers, people who have engaged on your social media, get them to see your ads, invite them via your email, and really leverage that warm audience that hopefully you're consistently working on building to get the most results. And uh, those people are also highly more highly likely to purchase on the webinar than a cold traffic person. So we want as much warm traffic as we can onto your webinar. Have you gotten your hands on a copy of Ignite Your Impact? Ignite Your Impact is not only about conquering digital marketing and overcoming Facebook ad anxiety, it's about you. It's about changing your life and your business and positively impacting the lives of others with your offer. This book is the entrepreneur's guide to using Facebook ads to build an audience of true believers, make millions of dollars, and spread their message like wildfire. Go to hirschignite.com and learn how to radically connect with your audience, focus your marketing spend, generate amazing leads, retarget like a pro, and even more expert level secrets. Again, that's hirschignite.com.
All right, another best practice is avoid templates with your webinar. <laughs> this is like such a standard. Avoid templates with everything in your marketing is Emily Hirsch's advice boiled down. But if you listen to my launch recap podcast, um, you heard how I did two webinars. One didn't convert, one converted amazing um, to our Ignite course. And what, one of the biggest things I changed was I threw away the perfect webinar template and I tried my own thing and it converted. So I think there's obviously a flow that you should follow where you you know introduce and have credibility and then you deliver content and then you have a pitch but I think that people get a little too wrapped up in the actual um, templated way especially around the pitch like if there are areas in your webinar that you are uncomfortable as a presenter it's going to come out on video and when you present. You cannot be uncomfortable with what you're saying. So if you're putting up a slide because you saw someone do this or it's in a template that you're following and it says something that you would never say and you're not comfortable saying, don't do it. Because that will come across inside of your actual presentation when people are watching it 100% of the time. Like people can catch on to that. They're trained, you know, we're trained our brains are trained to know if we can trust this person or not when they're talking. So remembering the purpose of a webinar is helpful and if you have like just imagine yourself in a conversation selling your offer if you and I were talking what would you say to me if I asked you why should I buy your offer why is it the best out there why is it different than the other things out there like it why do you think I need it think about the responses that you'd say to those questions and get clear on how you would respond to them and that is a big bulk of your pitch because you know that the questions people are really asking are why should i buy why should i buy this why do i need this what is this going to do for me how is it different than other offers out there so making sure that you do that so you don't have this template where you're saying things that you're uncomfortable with. Now I will tell you that within this, like you should still have a structure and a strategic flow that consists of, you know, like I said, the intro, which really is there not to talk about yourself, but to build credibility because in the beginning, people are wondering, do I need to stay for this? What am I going to get out of this? And should I listen to this person? So you're getting them excited about what you're about to tell them and you're building credibility. That's the beginning and you should do it in an authentic way to you. Then you have your core content, which your core content's purpose is not to overwhelm your audience and it's not to leave them feeling like they got everything they needed, but it's to get them to the place they need to be in order to be ready for your offer. Ideally, it's helping them have an epiphany, realize this is why I've been doing it wrong this whole time. This is why I've been stuck. This is why this hasn't been working for me. And this it process or this strategy or this way of looking at it is the answer and that but the actual how to do it is your offer so you're giving them like the what but your how and the nitty-gritty of it has to be your offer because otherwise you'll completely overwhelm people and then your pitch really should answer those questions there's obviously several sales techniques that you can you know incorporate in a pitch but I think that if you overthink it you make it inauthentic and then it doesn't convert and so I would really think about like if you were on a call with someone or talking to someone what are the things that you would say to sell your product because your main goal with a pitch is to clearly articulate the value of your offer and to knock down the objections that your potential customer may have and to push urgency 
Those are like the three things that you need to do with the webinar and how you do them can be authentic to you. So avoid those templates that feel inauthentic because it'll come through in your presentation. Okay, throughout the content on the webinar, this is another really important best practice and, and ask yourself this question if you're doing a webinar and come back to this and make sure you're focusing throughout the entire webinar on the audience, on the people watching versus you. This is a common mistake that's, it's easier for us to talk about, like let's say when we talk about ourselves in the beginning, it's easier for us to just go on and you know tell a story and say like, Here, here's why I started my business and this is all about me and I have a family and da da da. People don't care. They wanna hear about themselves. They wanna hear why this is gonna help them. They wanna hear why they need what you have to offer, whether that, you know, that's even including your free content in the beginning. I would keep anything about you to very short and whatever you say about you is still strategically about them and why they should be listening to you, why they should value your advice. So a lot of people um, do this where whether it's in the beginning of the webinar or the pitch, they talk about like, well, and I created this offer because I thought that people needed da 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 and I have done this and it's, it doesn't matter. They don't care about you. They care about what is this gonna do for me? So whether it's the intro in your webinar, the content in your webinar or the pitch in your webinar, go through it and make sure is this fully focused on the audience the entire time and on them and what's gonna best serve them, best get them the most results and that will ultimately capture their attention and help them take action. So go through your content and confirm that because that's really important. Okay, I have two more best practices and these are more on the funnel side of things than the actual webinar itself um, and that is using mini chat or SMS messages to help improve your show up rate. So we consistently see lower show up rates. This last year is something that you have to kind of fight against and I highly recommend, this is how we do it. So we have an optional field um, for SMS in the opt-in page of the webinar. And then we can send you know, a text confirmation and reminders. And then on the thank you page, we put a mini chat button and we deliver something via that mini chat. So we usually do like some sort of workbook or PDF download, some bonus piece of content that they will get that we give them on the thank you page. That way we've gotten their name and email potentially their text message. I'd say like 60 to 70% of people fill it in um, because we keep, we do make it optional if they don't want to give it. And then mini chat, we get at least half. 50% of people also click that mini chat button. So that way we can send reminders to text and to um, their messenger on Facebook when we're going live and an hour before because open rates are so much higher. People read their text messages obviously way more than they do their emails. Same with Facebook messages. Now don't abuse it and send like as many text messages as you would email or long obviously. You have to create it for the platform but it's a great way to try and improve your webinar show up rate and um, that's kind of my favorite way to lay it out by putting mini chat on the thank you page because you still want name and email but if you can also get you know, people in your mini chat, in your messenger bot, you can utilize that for the show up, but then also the sales sequence after. And the final best practice that I have is make sure you have a complete email sequence and follow up. Um, this is really important. And a lot of times 
and I mean going like way past the webinar, like what is your strategy for all of these leads? A lot of times people will focus so much energy and effort on getting people to sign up for their webinar, getting people maybe to their webinar, making the offer on their webinar, and then stuff kind of just drops off. And you've already done so much heavy lifting by getting people to sign up for your webinar, let alone to your webinar, and you've likely paid for some of those leads, make sure you squeeze as much value as you can out of those leads by having a complete follow-up email sequence and maybe you know retargeting ads thrown in there so that you have an offer and it has urgency, so there's like a reason for them to take action and your email and your follow-up is pushing that. And you are lining that up so that people go take action and that should look like a complete email sequence of at least like five to seven emails after a webinar and you should have a promo period so there should be a limited amount of time like a max of probably seven days that somebody can either can take the action that you said on the webinar which could be buying it at a discount it could be a bonus that expires something that forces them to take action and it should be real urgency I talk about this because I think people have this kind of thing that they talk about of like, I don't want to, you know, sound like a marketer and have urgency. The bottom line is urgency makes humans act. Like ask yourself, if you had a deadline for something, would you do it versus not have the deadline? Of course, you're going to do it if you have the deadline. If the discount is expiring, the doors are closing, the bonus that you really want is going away, you are going to take action faster. It should be real and legitimate. Don't lie about it, but you should absolutely have it. And during that window, you should have heavy follow-up that is very strategic, completes your strategy, and makes sure as many people as possible are taking action. And then after that initial follow-up, you need to define what are you doing with those leads are they going to sit on an email list and just sit there are they going to get regular weekly content emails are you going to pitch them your offer again are you going to reinvite them to a future webinar like you've already paid for those leads do not let them max out after one single webinar continue to nurture them and make offers to them in a strategic way a strategic and complete way so Those are my best practices for a webinar. Webinars still work. They are great, especially for specific audiences. Um, I'll tell you for us, like I've shared a lot of our strategies behind the scenes for my own company. Webinars work great for my done with you program. They don't work as well for our agency clients. So we're constantly trying to figure out those applications, which as of now referrals is by far our number one. Um, way of getting clients which is awesome it just means our delivery is great which is a good sign Um, but also like doing things like our secret podcast series and creating ways that that higher caliber of client often will consume um, what we're putting out there but I know that webinars work really well for my done with you program so I continue to do them and they are a great strategy but you have to create I think like the bottom line is you have to create innovation and authenticity within your webinars and within your webinar funnel strategy because if you don't you'll just get completely buried and drowned out there from all the different webinars so those are my tips for you guys happy holidays merry christmas this week um thanks so much for listening and if you're still considering potentially working with hirsch marketing in one of our ways that you can work with us ignite our program or completely done with you with our agency we do have a couple of spots we actually have had to start limiting we've had so many new ignite students it's amazing but we are offering one-on-one calls with our success coach so we have to put a cap 
on how many students we can let in per month right now based on um, his capacity to take those calls. So we have like two spots for clients and I think like four for our Ignite course. So if you're considering it, make sure you get your application in by going to helpmystrategy.com. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to do that free strategy audit for you so we can kind of evaluate where your business is at and if it makes sense um, bringing us on as a partner in one way or another next year. So that's helpmystrategy.com and I'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Hirsch Marketing Underground Podcast. Go behind the scenes of multi-million dollar ad campaigns and strategies, dive deep into the Hirsch process and listen to our most popular episodes over at hirschmarketingunderground.com. If you loved this episode of the podcast, do me a favor and head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives with this content. That's all for now, and I'll catch you next time.